Hey, yo, relax your mind, let your conscience be free, and get down to the sounds of EPMD. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Oh, wow. Uh, this is Tyra Smith from EPMD. You got the chill. Letting you know Juan is on the right track, and he's going to do nothing but good from this point on in. Oh, All right? I appreciate that. Chill. Welcome back to the Soundtrack to the Streets podcast. This episode, me, my wife, my two daughters, and our dog, we traveled all the way to Birmingham, Alabama. And while there, we was able to record an interview with my wife's maid of honor, my daughter's Godmother, news anchor, Channel 13 News in Birmingham, Alabama, comedian, blogger, podcaster, dog lover, just all around lover of life. None other than Eunice Elliott. She pulled the curtain back about family, love life, friends, entertainment, business. It was just overall a good time. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Take a listen. Make sure you check out our website, SoundtrackToTheStreets.com SoundtrackToTheStreets.com All things Soundtrack to the Streets is there. So, Eunice Elliott, first of all, there's an interesting story as to how you and my wife met. Um, I told the story how you're the maid of honor in our wedding, but why don't you tell us, first of all, how you and my wife met? Yeah, she's very hateful and very mean. And uh, we met, we worked for an athletic conference together. She had been there for a while when I got there. And she, she's not a very uh, welcoming person when you first meet her, to, put, to be nice, since she's looking at me. Um, almost, yeah, borderline hateful. Yeah. Um, and somehow, some way, I just said, you know what? I just see so much more in her. I'm going to save her from herself. And it really was that conversation. She was she had a friend there who was miserable, and so then she kind of took on the miserableness of the friend. And I was like, you know, I don't know if you're as miserable as your friend. You don't have to just be miserable because your friend's miserable. And then I kind of started our friendship. You told the story at the reception how you was going to make her be your friend. <laughs> and I, I, she was I, I, struggling to make sure I wasn't her friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I th- I saw that she was a genuine young lady, and you know I could feel her heart, even though she has a hard shell around it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I guess it. You've been doing radio, comedy, television for how many years? And, I was gonna say. Well, I had my my first radio gig. I was in college, so it's been about twenty three, twenty four years, and. I've been in communications or media or broadcast in some form since then, whether I was a publicist for professional athletes or working for a network or a team or something. So, 
So as we can see, Eunice has over 20 plus years of experience in the entertainment industry. But I wanted to start at the beginning, like, you know, childhood to see the soundtrack to the streets. What would be the backdrop of her life? And she took me on a journey that I didn't expect. The first song is definitely a recognizable song. And I want you to hear her outtake and I'll let her introduce the song. Take a listen. somehow even at a young age having an understanding of the message of the song and so I think it kind of when I hear it now I think of my mom and her surviving being a single mom of four kids and and it also inspires me I consider myself a survivor um, for whatever you know I've had to to survive so if you ride down the street or you at the grocery store pull up at the stoplight or anything and this song come on do you automatically go back to this moment as a child your mom playing this around the house? Yeah. And then now I think, uh, wow, and now I'm a grown-up screaming it full blast. <laughs> so if you pull up next to me, leaving the grocery store, you're like, oh, she's been through some things. Look how she's singing this song. So how much of that is your life plan, or would it be your upbringing and your mom life, or would it be a combination of both? Which one would you say it would be? I think now it would be more mine. Because keep in mind, when you're a kid and you're going through a divorce, you've never really been in a relationship yet. So you just know the difference of your relationship with your mom or your, with your dad. Yeah. But then as you grow up and have your own relationships and have a better understanding, you see how people can break up. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they have kids or not. And yeah. So now when I sing it, it's for, for my, my survival. So throughout this first segment, we learned that Eunice is a survivor. And um, things that are thrown in front of her, she doesn't use it as an excuse. She learned to overcome it. But I always say, a lot of us are prisoners of our past. And if we never look at it, we, we never really understand why we do certain things or why we're triggered. So by her mentioning, you know, when she was young, she watched her parents divorce. And then the song, like, Survive, her mom used to play around the house all the time. It starts to become part of your DNA. Like, I can survive this. I can survive this no matter what. So that was an interesting first segment with Eunice. But speaking of survival, one thing that most men in our day and age does not survive, and that's looking Erica Badu directly in the eye. And I, I say this because her second track on her list and this is Yuna's list I'm talking about, is by none other than Erica Badu. The track is Orange Moon, which is a very solid track. 
So I'll let Eunice dive in while she selected this track. But like I say, most men that look Erica in the eye, they don't survive and come out of the other side. So take a listen and tell me what you think. has a way of transporting you to her vibe and something about orange moon the vibe of the song is just it's very stoic it's very reflective and um i think every time i hear it i get a different meaning from it because sometimes you know you might not even know the lyrics of a song and so you you get one meaning from what you think she's saying and then you listen to it more and more and you're like, oh, wait, I think she's saying that. And it can still have just as much meaning, mm-hmm. however, whatever she might actually be saying. And so it's just actually just a beautiful song to listen to. And it always makes me just slow down. So my wild card question for you, where were you the first time you heard this song, Orange Moon by Erica Badu? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I know I was not living in Alabama, so I feel like I may have been living uh maybe in atlanta probably possibly yeah yeah erica is like don't they say don't look her in the eye or something like that you'll you'll get a pregnant yeah that's Uh, for sure so what what does the song really mean like orange moon like i'm not really into the whole well the first part of it and like i said it's just a vibe it's a mood but she's like there's a and you're an orange moon reflecting the light of the sun um, many times you were alone that your light was too bright. So they had to turn away. And so I think I just have taken that, you know, kind of a story of my life. I don't have a whole lot of friends or a whole lot of people I socialize with because sometimes your light's too bright. Um, and you just have to say, you know what? I'm an orange moon. I'm good with that. You know what? If people don't shine, your light can be blinding. But if someone shines, your light is reflective. It's reflective of what they see in themselves. Iron sharpens iron. Well, especially now. Now I'm in a space where I don't want to be the uh, hottest one in the room. And it's not that I ever wanted to be, but sometimes it's just by default. You're the hot one in the room or you're the hot one. You know, they say if you're around five broke people, you're going to be the sixth one. And so now I look towards the light. I look towards people who are shining bright and those are the people I want to roll with. So you feel like you have to stand alone sometimes? Yeah, almost of the time. 99.9% of the time, yeah. By default, or is that like a conscious choice? That's a conscious choice. Yeah, by default. I think it's both, yeah. This is the thing. It's a conscious choice by default. It's the same thing about being single. People say, well, you're single because you want to be. And I would say, yeah, I'm single because I want to be, but that's because the alternative right now is not something I would trade being single for. If I had a great, wonderful partner, I would pick that. But if I had to pick something less than that, then no, yes, I would pick single. So it's the same thing with uh, consciously being alone. Because some people are so afraid of being alone or can't stand their company or afraid to get to know their own company that they'll just be surrounded by people that don't add anything to them. Yeah. 
And it's not even people that are adding to them. It's people who's taken away, but they just don't want to be alone. And so you've heard people say, well, it's better than being by myself. Well, it's better than nothing. And I subscribe to the theory that nothing is just right. Nothing is just right. Yeah. In the relationship. In any relationship. Friendships, relationships. Partnerships. Anything, yeah. If it's not adding to you, I'm looking for assets, not liabilities. And so, if I pull out the spreadsheet and I say, what are you adding to my experience in life? It's in the red. Then you're good. If you take it away from my experience, there's no reason for you to be there. As you can see so far, Eunice is not afraid to hold any punches. And she's pulling the curtain back and letting us know a lot of vulnerable moments about her life. From a divorce to not being afraid to be alone. And something she said that jumped off the page to me was, people are afraid of their own company. Now, I know she ain't talking about you. She may be talking about your cousins or your friends. But a lot of us just settle just to settle. Now, she's been really deep, but these next couple tracks are going to go even deeper. Now, here's a track that I've never heard of. And in my spare time, I'm a DJ. Matter of fact, I never even heard of the artist. But after I dove in the track, I'm like, man, this is something I need to add to the rotation. Moses Sumney, the track is called Plastic. Take a listen and let me know what you think of Eunice's thoughts. I know what it is to be broken in the boat. Tell you that my silver is gold Though I'm much too old for make-believe And I know what it's like to be hold and not be held Funny how stomach can fail It's a beautiful song, another song that just sounds beautiful But he talks about... Um, the chorus of the song, which he repeats probably about a thousand times in the songs, is my wings are made of plastic. And I think I love that because it's kind of like he's admitting to someone who holds him in high regard that his wings aren't even real. And I think I just kind of understand that, especially as being a personality, a public figure, somebody who's on TV, somebody who's on stage. People have a perception of you. I am real, but my wings are made of plastic. I can fly, but if I get too close to the sun, then it's going to melt. Or close to that orange moon. Close to that orange moon, yeah. So I think it just speaks to my experience of sometimes people hold you in a regard that, you know, they don't think that you're human or frail. So you feel like going to the grocery store, you have to be the same units that you are on the... I don't, but the the reason why I feel like I don't is because I was older when I became Unicelli for most of these so people. So more secure. Yeah, I already knew who I was. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not attached to anybody else's opinion of me, which is great for me as a person. Might not be great for my bosses. <laughs> But, you know, I became more authentic after I came on TV, but I was 38 when I got my first television job. So I was already kind of fully grown. So now I'm getting to just explore levels of myself. Hmm. And you don't think you would have did that if you would have gained this success at 21, you think? Um, well, for people that I know who have been in the business longer, they have had more time to be attached to somebody else's opinion of them. Hmm. 
And so I just haven't had that much time to have that. And I was already fully formed when I got into business. You know what I'm saying? Maybe when I was younger, when I was still forming my thoughts of myself, it could have affected me. But So would you say you're a unit that happens to do the news and you're not just, that's not your identity, just a, no. someone that's on TV? Yeah. No, I do the news, but um, I do a lot of other stuff too. And I think the reason why people do gravitate or attach to me uh, whether it's social media or whatever, is because um, they they see me as an actual person and not just as a news person. So can you, can you speak to that theory? Like you say the, you do more than just the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you deal with students, we always tell them, like, focus on one thing and be good at it. Mm-hmm. Why do you subscribe to the other like way of making sure you do more than 15 different well, it's, uh, you still got to focus, though. Yeah. So I think focus is needed in anything you do. But I also think that you can have more than one gift. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. we focus on the gift that's going to make us the most money. But it's not necessarily the gift that's going to make us the happiest. So what I do is I say what I have found that leads me to my greatest opportunities and my most authentic moments is I say think of what you would do if you had no attachments to money or success. Because a lot of times people say, oh, I'm going to be an engineer because I'm good in science and math and I can make money. Oh, I'm going to be a doctor because I'm good in science and I can make... You know, but what would you do if money was not an issue? And then you'll hear somebody say, oh, I would paint. Or, oh, I would... You know, and it's something that they don't think they can make money doing. So, but I also believe that's what you should be doing because that's where your riches are attached because that's your gift. So a lot of times we sell ourselves short by trying to make money versus living in our, our gift and why we've created that's where our billions of dollars are because we're the only one in the world that can do it that way. You can share the gift in that form. So follow your passion. Yeah. But that doesn't pay the light bill, though. It, it will if you okay. follow your passion. Uh, I'm with you on that. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. It always is this either or, right? Because then people say, well, no, but i got to keep the lights on. It's like, but you can do more than keep the lights on if you follow your passion. That wouldn't, You wouldn't even think about the lights. <laughs> you think, but no, but I'm saying lights is such a basic need, right? Yeah. And so that means when you get in that job and you work in that job and it's not even a passion, you attach to basic, not to your actual space in the world of why you were created. You weren't created to pay the light bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My auntie always say she passed away and all. She said you're gonna die with a bill anyway, so right. make sure you do what you enjoy. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, you just life. weren't. None of us were created to pay bills. I mean, that's a man-made construct. And, yeah, we got to abide by it. But I believe if you do what you were created to do, your bills are paid. That was one of my favorite segments of all time because as someone who works with the youth on the daily, it's a constant struggle to say, hey, follow your passion. Even if it's not a popular decision, and you turn that into a paycheck. So I was happy that Eunice was able to speak to that and how she follows her path and do exactly what makes you happy. So the next track that's coming up is one of my wife's favorite artists. Well, I say that facetiously. She actually hates this guy's voice, but he's one of my favorite artists. And someone that's featured on the track is a very underrated artist. The track is Greenlight. John Legend featuring Andre 3000. So 
I'll play the track and I'll let Eunice take over from there and explain why this is one of her favorite songs. Top five. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Checking your smile, working your back like it's going out of style. You know what? Because I was in love with somebody when this song came out, and he just would always make me laugh when the song came because I used to just love the song. It was a different vibe for John Legend. It was Andre 3000. And so whenever I hear the song, I think of that person I was in love with. So making fun of me, love that song. It doesn't make you want to like throw darts at a picture of him? No, 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 no. It, it, was, a, it was a happy time. Yeah. Oh, because normally, like, if a song is attached to, like, an ex-lover or something, most people like to skip past No, it. I don't hate most of my ex-lovers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a unicorn or something. No, well, I mean, just because something doesn't work out doesn't mean they're a horrible person. You know, it also still depends on who they are as a person, you know. But, no, that person, we had a good time. It didn't work out, but I still have great compassion for him. But when I hear that song, he used to always make fun of how it would dance when that song would come on. So when I hear it, I see him dancing like me. Yeah. Okay, track five. Full disclosure, wine, jazz are not two things that you'll ever catch me hearing. And it's not that I don't like it, it's just I always equated jazz music to old music. But my best friend is a big time jazz snob. And I always ask him, how do you listen to music with no words and get feeling from it. And their answers is always crazy. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll just let you hear it. And full disclosure, the voice you hear in the background in this next segment is going to be my wife, my daughter. You may hear my dog. It's a family affair. Soundtrack to the streets. Take a listen. Eunice Elliott going to give us our fifth track. Let me know what you think. first time I heard that song. It possibly was then and you know I was too young to know the name of the song. And it has been on I think it was on the Love Jones soundtrack. Oh it was on Love Jones. Yeah, I think it was on that soundtrack. Um and it is a song 
that I have often loved, and, and the same person that I love for Greenlight, I loved, and he knew I loved that song, and he made a whole playlist, and that particular song was on the playlist like 20 times. <laughs> In a sentimental mood, yeah. One of my, well, my best friends is a big jazz fanatic, mm-hmm. and I always ask say, well, this song make me feel this way, this song make me feel that way. How does a song with no words or very few words make you feel a certain type of way? A lot of times you hear songs and they have lyrics to it mm-hmm. and you kind of attach to it that way. How does jazz make take Because it either conjures a memory or it encourages a new talk. So... Somebody like me, based on what what you just said, based on it not having lyrics, if you look around in my space, I have frames with no pictures. Well, because it can be whatever, you know? And so when people say, are you going to put pictures in these frames? I'm like, no, because I just want you to frame whatever it is you're looking at. You pick the frame you want you want it to look through. So I just like to be able to cre- create the thought. So sometimes when I'm listening to it in a sentimental mood, I might be thinking about how I felt when I watched Love Jones the first time. Or when I got the soundtrack and I was young, I think I was in college or fresh out of college. And then, or I think about the person I loved and, and how he knew I loved that song and how he would play it. And then sometimes it's a thought of, ooh, would I want to play this song at my wedding? You know, and so I think, you know, it just it gives you the freedom to go wherever you go. So my final question for you is, there's the dream team of artists and producers who's writing a song and it's about Eunice Elliott life. Who's the songwriter? Who's the producer? Who's the lead singer? And who's the backup singer? This isn't one of those questions you give me ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be like just raw. Okay, so who is the producer? Who wrote this song for you? Okay, the, I'm going to say... I don't know why I can't think of her name right now. Um, is it Diane? Oh, she was just on, the, on um, the Oscars. Yeah, she would write my song. Diane was just interviewing her. I'll think of her name in a second. Um, uh, the producer would be maybe Quincy Jones? Um, and I would say, why now? Why you say backup singer? Like who's like, singing lead? Like most like love songs or songs about people, I always like to hear like the additional vocal person. Like that kind of ties the track together. Okay, Diane Warren. That's who's writing it. Okay. Diane Warren. Which is ironic. She's written some of the best love songs ever. And I remember in an interview not too many years ago, she said she's never been in love herself. And I thought that was ironic and interesting. So don't peg the song about you being a love song. No, I don't think it would be a love song. I think she's able to tap into ideas. And I think she would be able to take Eunice and then write it. And what's the name of the track, though? Oh, I got a name it, too? Yeah, yeah. Like, they wrote this song, and this is Eunice. It's going to be called She Did. Yeah, she did. Um, and then I guess who would sing it? I think I would love somebody like a Lauren Hill from um, maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. Well, she show up yeah. time. Yeah, ninety nine, Lauren Hill. Okay. Yeah, Lauren Hill. I love her voice. Yeah, I would go with Lauren. Cool. So we have I will survive, Orange Moon, Plastic, Green Light, and in the sentimental mood. 
that those are five tracks that will tell the story of Eunice Elliott. There's no wild card or nothing, right? Like, you know, the bonus track. J Rock wins. <laughs> I thought you was going to say Uncle Luke. Yeah, J Rock wins. Let me stop this. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Eunice Five Tracks are one that every time you hear it, I will hope you think of her. From I Will Survive to Orange Moon to Plastic to Green Light and In a Sentimental Mood. Make sure you follow Eunice on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also check out her fabulous website, Eunice World. Dot com. That's E-U-N-I-C-E-W-O-R-L-D. You can also check out our website at SoundtrackToTheStreets.com where all our latest episodes will be housed there. If you have any questions, comments, or submissions for me, send me an email at Juan, that's J-U-A-N, at L-J-G-Group.com. Till next time, guys. Check in with you later.